Hey, yo, say hello to the back Scott Hall. Hey, this is Olympic gold medalist Kurt Angle from TNA. Oh, it's real. It's damn real. Hi, this is Booker T, the five-time WCW champion. And you listen to SNS Radio Network. Yo, monkeys, it's me, PPP, the king of Bada Bing, the master of the diamond cutter, the three-time, three-time, three-time world champion. Stay tuned or you will feel Hey, you listen on the SNS Network, and that's the bottom line. The no-no-sexo. The world is listening. episode of Christmas and my true love gave me nothing I somehow feel saddened anyway welcome to the whole indie show with Ashley here once again uh, Randy is away this week because he's uh, working on his education so I thought I'd uh, let him focus on that because I don't want to ruin his future by ruining my future. So, I've uh, 
let him uh, focus on that. And her, thankfully, I've managed to get once again back with us. I, I guess I don't want to say the unofficial third host, but I I guess you kind of are, Sandra. Well, I would pretty much consider myself as a part-time co-host. Yeah, you you're the guest you're the guest host that makes it when you can. Yes, <laughs> pretty much. But yes, uh, in what's been a wow, I, I heard a horn in the background. <laughs> Sorry about that. That's somebody knocking on my building by mistake. I'm not expecting anybody. <laughs> I was gonna say, was it was it the clowns? <laughs> <laughs> Clowns for sale. Uh, <laughs> it was brilliant. Yeah, great timing. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, let's continue. Yeah, we'll jump into some of the news and actually uh, some of the big news. There isn't that much to actually cover with main wrestling-wise like I normally do. One that I will bring up, though, is this whole... Stuff that's appeared in the last week about Deep South Wrestling. And it's... Questionable work ethics. Oh, boy. Yeah, there were some allegations made by... I can't remember which wrestler on Twitter. But he was basically saying, Oh, yeah, Bill DeMott, you're such a nice, you're such a nice trainer. Making uh, people resort to basically stupid measures and I think I think it referred to like people being naked wrestling or something and every, you know I was thinking okay this is just somebody that's making allegations and then this past week the person put up a twitter photo of it for those people that do want to see it it is out there but it's very not safe for work because I think it's supposed... Well, I'm going by what Devon Hannibal Nicholson said on one of his videos, which, again, this is only this is only word from the allegation... Well, the allegate... No, not, not, the, not the allegators. <laughs> <laughs> the people making the accusations. God damn it. You see, edumacation. It's important. <laughs> uh... The p- picture came up of uh, possibly Festus, certainly somebody, doing a naked stink face to somebody. And Hannibal was basically talking about how it was something to do with donuts. And because they didn't eat the donuts in time, one of them had to have a stink face with the donut in between the ass cheek and the face cheek of the person that's being received at the stink face. And apparently one of the person that got that was Zack Ryder. Oh my god. And yeah, it's seriously I If this is the kind of thing that's done as a joke I really wouldn't no doubt no wonder the wrestling scene is so screwed up. I mean Sandro, what's your take on that? I I have no no thoughts on this. I mean, this is this kind of ridiculous to even talk about it. I mean, I, I just saw when I first heard this news, I thought it was all bullshit and everything, but the fact that this guy uh, posted a picture, which I should mention, uh, I should encourage everyone not to 
even watch it. Don't click it. Don't yeah. even link <laughs> it anywhere. I, I said it's not safe for work for a reason. <laughs> just don't even look at it. I, I just don't. Um, I don't know what kind of uh, sense of humor Huge Morris has, but um, I don't know. He's, he, he's got some weird sense of humor, apparently. Yeah, certainly. This. Anyway, moving away from that and actually into some indie news and starting with uh, the retirement of Tony Mameluke. He had a show, I think it was in Jersey this past weekend. East Jersey, was it? Can't remember, but yeah, he, he, he joined there in September and announced his retirement uh, this past week, so... Wish him all the best in whatever he does in the future because he was actually a pretty fine wrestler in his time with the FBI and everything. So, yeah, wish him all the best. Uh, Sandra, your thoughts on Mamaluke? Yeah, uh, my thoughts exactly. Um, remember watching him in, in... I actually saw him in WCW when he was a manager at that point. And then he made a jump to ECW, which, uh, which was probably a better career move. Although, even though he probably didn't get paid for it, but, you know, it gave him a lot of experience. And, you know, he's pretty good at, with the FBI. And uh, definitely wish him the best in uh, life after wrestling for him. Hope everything goes well for him. Yes. Uh, now, some very interesting Dragon Gate news from both myself and Sandra. The first one is Dragon Gate USA are going to be having a show in Los Angeles next month in January. One of the stars that's set to appear there is John Morrison. I think this is one of his first major things that he's done in wrestling since he actually left WWE. He's done a few shows, but not that many. Yeah, this is very interesting. I'm, I'm kind of surprised that they they had signed him. Although, we, I should point out, this is only for one night. And their next uh, scheduled shows are a a three night weekend show. Uh, the show starts on January twenty fifth, and it will end on January twenty seventh. All three shows will be in uh, the Southern California area, which is uh, the first night. It's going to take pl- take place in Santa Maria, California. The second night in Huntington Park, California, and in the third night in the same place, Huntington Park, California. Um, kind of surprised he's only there for one night. Um, it should be interesting who who he'll face on his uh, somewhat of a big independent show. Just uh, trying to work out when the Royal Rumble is. I don't remember. <laughs> if it's that weekend, I think we know that Morrison won't be appearing at the Royal Rumble. Isn't it in Phoenix, I think? Yes, yeah, because of uh, The Rock, I think, yeah, it's in, I think it's Phoenix, Arizona, yes, but, yeah, we'll have to see with that, but there was a story that you had regarding Across the Border with Dragon Gate Mexico. Uh, Yes, uh, uh, the only thing uh, regarding that is that uh, apparently with Rich Swan, He's going to be representing Dranga USA as he's going to be wrestling for the uh, DTU promotion on uh, December 16th in uh, Mexico City. 
Okay, uh, that's that, that'll be interesting to see, certainly, because he's had a few, uh, well, a few, a few interesting weeks, shall we say? Yes, yes, he has. The uh, another story, another interesting one. We talked about it uh, a few weeks back, I think that uh, Lance Storm was considering getting back in the ring for one last match because he was going to have a chance to take on Jerry Lynn. It looks like that's coming because for Pro Wrestling Syndicate in Raleigh, New Jersey, on February the 2nd, it's going to be Lance Storm versus Jerry Lynn, which on paper is probably going to be a great match. To be quite honest. Whether we're yeah. going to be able to see it, I don't know. Yeah, it should be a good match. Um, they obviously know each other, obviously from wrestling in ECW. And uh, yeah, it should be a good match. Um, I'm pretty sure that that show in its entirety will be on DVD eventually. Yeah. Another one that's also interesting, Mike Bennett apparently this week had a meeting with WWE. Hmm. So another talent, another talent that leaves Ring of Honor to go to WWE. Well, we don't know if he is going. All we know that he had a meeting with us. Yeah. But meetings usually show expression of interest. Yeah. And we've we've seen how well uh, they've done with previous indie stars like CM Punk, like. Uh, well, at the moment, at the moment, pretty much everybody in the Shield, uh, and uh, yeah, and Cesaro, yeah. Name so Mike Bennett on that. Mike Bennett kind of fits because he's got that kind of, he's got that kind of cocky character that I think could work. Although Dolph Ziggler will be unhappy. <laughs> uh. Well, yeah, uh, you know what? He he would actually fit very well in the WWE. Uh, he has that look that they're looking for, and uh, I, he he has charisma, in my opinion. And if he does get signed, I think he will fit very well there. And it's also interesting to point out if they the WWE would be interested to bring back Maria as well, because as we know, uh, both Bennett and Maria are engaged at this time. And you know, we'll see what happens. Maria goes back to WWE. CM Punk goes, oh, God. (laughs) (laughs) And one last story from me is one that actually cropped up during the Under the Hood pay-per-view, which is worth mentioning, and that is the day before the Super Bowl, February 2nd, 2013. So the same day as this Storm versus Lim match, Apparently, it's National Pro Wrestling Day. I don't know who decided this, but I am kind of liking it already because, um, well, I'm on their official website and I'm now going going to go through every company that is apparently involved with this. So we've got Shikara, Resistance Pro, Wrestling is Awesome, which is technically Shikara, 
Beyond Wrestling, Ring of Honor, Wrestling is Fun, technically Shikara, something called like SOR Class Wars, which doesn't have a website, so I can't tell you about it, Kaiju Big Battle, uh, World Superstars Uncensored, oh sorry, Women Superstars Uncensored, WSU, Fighting Spirit Wrestling, Quest, which is quality wrestling every single time. <laughs> so Quest Wrestling, I guess that is. IWC, the International Wrestling Cartel. AIW, I'm guessing that is. Uh, NW, is that MYWC? Hang on. Yeah, MYWC Wrestling. Yeah. Evolve. Wrestling is Heart. Got probably another Shikara spin-off. I don't know. <laughs> CTWE, which is Connecticut. CWF Mid-Atlantic Wrestling. Wrestling is Respect, another Shikara spin-off. Wrestling is Art, probably another Shikara spin-off. <laughs> I don't know. St. <laughs> St. Louis Anarchy, Metro Pro Wrestling, Battle War... ACW, which is Anarchy Championship Wrestling, and AAW. That is quite a lineup right there. And and that's free. Yes. That's the thing. Is, They're going to be doing free. two back-to-back cards uh, at the Darby Inc. Gardens in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. The afternoon card is going to be at 1 p.m. And then the evening card at 7. Admission to the event is free and that all seats are first come, first serve. Apparently, they're also going to be doing an iPay-per-view for it. If that isn't free, that kind of loses the whole idea of it being a free event. So I'm guessing that means it's going to be a free preview, hopefully. Because otherwise, you know, that... I kind of, you know, it's supposed to be a free, it's a free event to the live people, but for the people online, you pay, bitches. So, you know, please let that be free. And apparently as well for people in the New York and New Jersey area, there's going to be a bus that people can get on. Road trip. Yeah, it's going to be like a magical mystery tour. <laughs> so, yeah, that's... That's pretty interesting. The fact that it's a shame there aren't more than that. Well, I was going to say it's a shame there aren't more, but that's a lot of companies. But then if you take into a fact that wrestling is awesome, wrestling is fun, wrestling is heart, wrestling is respect, and wrestling is art, uh, technically Shikara, you do take it down a bit. But you know, some of the evolved talent's going to be there. That's pretty good. Uh, AAW... Resistance Pro, Beyond, even some uh, women's wrestling with the WSU crew. I mean, all we need now is WWE to go, okay, we'll join in. (laughs) That won't happen, but... No. (laughs) If TNA suddenly agreed to it, everyone would be like, what the hell? Then again, I guess they could do, because they haven't got a pay-per-view in February. They're free. Come on, Dixie, do the right thing. Get involved. 
Yeah. Let's know. have every company under the sun involved. Oh, I was going to say get the NWA in, but then it'd just be rubbish. But, yeah, that's... More stuff, I guess, will be announced over the upcoming months leading up to February the 2nd. But, yeah, that's that's all I can tell you about it. But that already seems like enough to basically make you go, this is going to be awesome. So if you're in the Philly area, you might want to check that out. Or if, you know, if they are going to do the free... Or perhaps not a free coach trip, but... You know, a free bus trip uh, over to the or or some sort of trip over to the event for people in the New York, New Jersey area. It might be worth it because you're probably going to see some pretty good indie wrestling there. Yeah, and it's interesting to see how they're going to put the card together because you have all this lineup of promotions that are going to be a, a part of this big show. If it's going to be a, a back-to-back show. I I'm wondering if we're going to see some kind of interpromotional matches in this show because there's some talent that there's it's it's possible we could see some matches that have never happened before in any promotion. Yeah, but the, well, the other fact is, as I say, with the whole Shikara and its spin-offs, you could have about six companies represented by one wrestler. That is true because any of the the top. Uh, independent guys, most of the time they wrestle for some of those promotions, if not half of them. Mm-hmm. So I know uh, AR Fox obviously does evolve, and I think he's done some beyond stuff as well. And certainly AAW as well. Mm-hmm. So you've got quite a few crossovers there, but yeah, interesting to see. Now. There was a, one other thing that Sandra actually brought to my attention, and that is NXT. And this is in the tapings that happened this past uh, week. Uh, for the sh- episode that's going to be broadcast, apparently, on the 10th of January. Spoiler alert. Yeah, spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. But I don't care about spoilers at the minute, because <laughs> holy crap... He's finally made it. Pack is in NXT. Uh, his ring name is Adrian Neville, which I guess isn't that bad. It's all right. But... To some of the ones that have, people have been had, but th- the most impressive thing is he's somehow managed to keep some of his uh, high flying moves because he won his match with the British Airways. Which is his corkscrew shooting star press. Yes, I am uh, very surprised that he managed to use this move. And I am looking forward to watch that episode specifically to see how he, how he uses the WWE style. Since, uh, you know, we know WWE, they won't allow the talents that they sign wrestle the way they, they used to. So it's just interesting to see how he transcends to the, to the WWE style. And the fact that he used the 360 shooting star, I am just shocked to, to see that. And I am looking forward to watch that episode of NXT. So, Anthony, if you're listening, make a note of that and make sure you mention it when it comes to that episode when you post it up on the uh, 
on the Facebook page or the link and whatever because wow yes that's going to be one that I'm definitely going to look for you know, so other stuff happened on the event which we won't spoil because uh, yeah all I'll say is the shield might have lost something and that's Roman Reigns becoming Scott Hall i got nothing to say well, I've got nothing more to say, I guess I should say. So, uh, Sandra, I believe you've got some uh, news. Yes, I do. And uh, let's just go over the results of the week that was in the independent scene. Uh, this uh, last Friday night, uh, an independent promotion called uh, PWX, uh, Premier Wrestling Experience, uh, had a recent show in Charlotte, North Carolina. Uh, in Woo! Ty- Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Which entitled "What Doesn't Kill You Makes You Stronger" too. Uh, the first match was uh, Kyle O'Reilly defeating Chip Dale via a cradle head and arm suplex. Uh, next match was uh, Steve Carino uh, defeating Alex Averinos, I believe. I butchered that name. I apologize. Uh, by disqualification, when uh, he Carino used a candlestick, and apparently after the match, uh, Carino threw some fireballs at him. So oh, there we go. There. Hopefully, it didn't go wrong. Yes, we don't want a Hulk Hogan incident over there. <laughs> go. Uh, next match was a uh, Cedric Alexander defeating Davy Richards via a frog splash. Some you don't see that Interesting stuff here. Wow. Yes. Uh, the next match was a uh, six-way scramble match uh, involving Adam Page, uh, William the Hammer Roberts, Corey Hollis, Mr. Elite, Ernie Osiris, and Chiva Kid. And uh, Chiva Kid won the match, uh, defeating uh, Corey Hollis with, uh, and I'm not making this up, with a 720 splash to win the match. <laughs> I don't know what that is. But I'm pretty sure it looks ridiculous. Uh, More flippy stuff. Oh my god, let's make an internet meme out of that. Good lord. (laughs) Oh my god. Anyway. (laughs) The next match was a no DQ match, which featured uh, Lodi. You might remember him from WCW, the same Lodi. Uh, defeating John Schuyler. Apparently, there was a lot of plunder in this match. And, uh, yeah, Lodi defeated... It's a CZW somewhere. wannabe. <laughs> yeah, somewhere. No, let's put, let's put, like, a WCW hardcore match. Let's put it that way. Yeah. Uh, next match was uh, Zane Riley defeating Craig Hoffman with a Death Valley driver. Uh, the next match was for the PWX Tag Team Champions. As Roderick Strong and Eddie Edwards, uh, the Dojo Brothers, defeating uh, Jake Manning and Grizzly Redwood. (laughs) Randy is already going, yes! (laughs) Yes, and apparently the Dojo Brothers, uh, they did a powerbomb double foot stomp combination to win the match on uh, Grizzly Redwood with the belt. Randy's laughing even more. (laughs) And the next match was the main event. It was for the PWX world title as the current champ, Caleb Conley, 
lost the match, and he lost to get this Adam Cole. So uh, Adam Cole is the new PWX World Champion, but he didn't win it. He didn't win the match cleanly. Apparently, he would, there was interference from Eddie Edwards and Roderick Strong to help Adam win the belt. And now he's back together. <laughs> apparently so. <laughs> and now they are forming a stable calling. Well, I just said it. The Dojo Brothers. And they cut a promo saying that no one can beat them. And apparently all three of them uh, attacked Caleb uh, after the match. And this led uh, Jake Manning and Grizzly Redwood to come out and make the save. And this set up a, a six-man match for their next show happening on January 11th next year so that is the, the first the match announced we've already got the poster up by the looks of it living on the edge it's going to be called yes okay and uh, next night on saturday we had uh pro wrestling gorilla having their their final show of the year which we didn't know what what it was called but they announced it at the last minute uh mystery vortex was the title of the show and I'm just this I'm show... looking at the write-up here, and I'm, apparently it was so full, Excalibur had to put more chairs out. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, PWG, it's, it's definitely yeah. hot right now. Uh, the first match, it was the Dojo Brothers of uh, Roderick Strong and Eddie Edwards defeating the former PWG Tag Team Champions, the Young Bucks. Now, that was uh, I can't wait to see that match. That should be fun to watch. Uh, the next match was uh, Sally Callahan defeating Drake Younger by submission. Next matchup was the uh, Super Smash Brothers, the current PWG Tag Team Champions, defeating the Rockness Monsters, uh, Johnny Goodtime and Johnny Yuma. Oh my god, I've, I've just noticed. Apparently in that Callahan-Younger match, Drake Younger pole drove Sammy Callahan on the apron. Ugh. I think that's what we call holy shit. Yes. Wow. And the next match, it was uh, Joy Ryan making his final appearance for now in Pro Wrestling Guerrilla as he lost to uh, a good friend of his and a former tag partner of his, uh, Scorpio Sky. And apparently uh, after the match, uh, Joy Ryan uh, cut a promo, uh, putting over the fans and as well as the company and basically said that he had to leave uh, Pro Wrestling Guerrilla due to his deal with uh, TNA. So uh, the fans are very I, respectful. I do love the fact that the way he opened it, apparently, is he's I've waited 10 years to tell you to go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's true love from Joey there. So, yeah, because Joey is one of the guys that started that company and has been involved with it since year dot. So... Yeah, by the looks of it, he might still have some role in keeping it running, but he won't be obviously there for every show, probably backstage running it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure um, the company would do fine without him. You know, yeah. No doubt about that. Uh, the next match was a uh, fatal four-way four match, excuse me, as uh, Willie Mack defeated B-Boy, TJ Perkins, and Brian Cage. As uh, Willie Mack pinned uh, B-Boy for the win. The next match. This is a match I was looking forward to. Uh, as El Generico defeating Rich Swan. 
And I got to say, I'm, I was a bit disappointed because it's his Swan's second appearance on the company, and he's already lost two matches right now. So he's got to get a win somehow. Uh, the next match, it was uh, apparently double duty time for both teams in this next match as the Dojo Brothers, Roderick Strong and Eddie Edwards, defeating the current PWG Tag Team Champions, the Super Smash Brothers, in a non-title match. And the main event uh, for the show was for the PWG World, World Heavyweight title in a Guerrilla Warfare match. As Adam Cole defeated Kevin Steen to win the world title. Yay. Randy, I was right. You were wrong. <laughs> and apparently he won the match using the Florida Key into thumbtacks. And for those that don't know what that is, it is basically a straight jacket German suplex. Mm-hmm. And I got to say... Um, I was a bit conflicted on, on how this match would go. Part of me is happy that Cole won, and part of me is kind of upset that Steen lost. Um, this is pretty. This is very interesting to see how this goes. Um, I'm not sure where Steen goes from here. Um, I mean, we'll see what happens. Cause like I said, this is this is very interesting to see. Uh, we'll see how Cole will be booked in the in the future PWG shows. Because that's the thing. In, uh, <clears throat> in certain companies, he's heel. Because he's certainly, he was heel in PWG and obviously PWX. But then he's facing Ring of Honor and he's also, he's also act, is he acting as a face in CZW as well? Uh, yes. Yeah, so he's, he seems to be working both at the same time. And there was a great, great interview uh, from the Running the Ropes show that is up on Archive, I believe, that you can catch with him. So, yeah, and that was a very good interview by Mav and... Oh, I can't remember who was with him. Sam Medina, I think his name is. If I got it wrong, Mav, I apologize, but... I'm even more surprised if you listen to this, but anyway. <laughs> and uh, just a bit of random news here, as uh, we don't uh, usually talk about this, but apparently there was an independent show in uh, Nottingham, England. Oh, my God. <laughs> this is the first mention of British wrestling on this show. This is epic. Yes. <laughs> I know, right? It's uh, very shocking. Uh, apparently, uh, the promotion is... a. Uh, Southside Wrestling Entertainment. And the reason I'm bringing this up because there was one match that completely had me in awe, and I cannot believe this actually happened. Uh, there was a match I between... Be- I, I'm just looking now. I can't believe this wasn't the main event. <laughs> Prince Devitt of New Japan Pro Wrestling defeated Michael Elgin. <laughs> this isn't fair. <laughs> oh my god <laughs> now I'm not up, now I'm not upset at the result but I'm just kind of disappointed that there was really no mention of this on the interwebs I did not even hear about this until after the fact that it happened 
God. If it been Friday, I don't know what train travel would have been for me if I'd have been able to get there. I'm not sure. I don't know how close it is from the train station or whatever. If it, because that's the only way to be able to get to it and get the train. But yeah, if if it, just just a note, if any promotions are out there and want to send me info about some of their shows, feel free. You've got the email, which is holeindy at snsradionetwork.com. That's that's indie with a Y, by the way. I mean, yeah, like like we got a a big fan base of of people from the UK that listen to this network. So you know, if you're a promoter, you want to promote your show, you know, send us an email. We'll we'll be gladly promoted. Yeah, so if you've got Helga versus the vet, I might have even tried to get the ten or twelve pounds ready and go over there and actually pay to watch it. Because as, as much as it saddens me to say it, I have never personally been to an actual wrestling event. Oh, the slappy for saying that. Hey, it's, when when you when you go for WWE and their tapings and live events, it's about thirty pound. Well, for these indie shows, it's about ten. But the problem is, all the indie shows around me haven't had any matches that have been of that caliber. <laughs> well, you should at least check it out, regardless. I mean, I think the closest I had was Doink the Clown, and even then I was kind of... Uh, and is it the actual Doink the Clown, or one of the about 50 other people that impersonate Doink the Clown? Well, I should point out that there is going to be a, a big show going on in England uh, next year, around February, as a I should have mentioned this a few months ago, but uh, Dragon Gate Japan, they're going to have a few shows in England on uh, February 22nd through the 24th. Three nights, three shows in England. Uh, two of the shows going to be in Broxbourne. Broxbourne? I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. And the last show is going to be at Castleford. And, of course, you get the info at DragonGateUK.com for all the information. I'm going there now. <laughs> Literally. You better, get, you better get those tickets because, from what I heard, all the, the front row tickets are gone. I don't need to be on the front row. I'm tall. <laughs> but, yeah, tickets you know are... Mean, though, I'll, be st- I'll be sat in front of a seven-foot-two, man. Ah. Yeah, tickets are still available for the shows. So if you're in the area, you want to check some Dragon Gate stuff, I probably recommend it because you're going to have a good time watching that, those shows. Okay, next up, uh, just talk about a little uh, Lucha Libre right now. Uh, going over the results of Triple uh, A's last Super Show of the Year, Guerra de Titanes, a.k.a. War of the Titans, uh, the first match was a eight-person uh, tag match. Uh, Cuervo, Fabi Apache, Mascarita Dorada, and Pimpin Lela uh, defeated the team of Halloween, Mari Apache, Mini Charlie Manson, and Eureka. Mini Charlie Manson. I just love that name. <laughs> <laughs> now, this next match. Now, this was originally an a eight-way, eight-way match, a ladder match for the AAA Cruiserweight title. Uh, however, 
two of the participants did not show. Uh, Teddy Hart did not show up. No explanation why. And it was supposed to be on the poster of that show. It was it was said it was supposed to be a surprise TNA wrestler. Uh, however, that person never showed up. No explanation whatsoever. <laughs> oh my word! So instead, we have a six-way ladder match for the cruiserweight title, and we have a new champion as Daga defeated uh, the current champ Juventu Guerrero, Phoenix, Joe Leader. Psychosis and Jack Evans, and apparently this was quite a uh, clusterfuck match because a lot of shit went down. Uh, a couple of people got hurt in the match. I know Phoenix got hurt as well as uh, Hoover to Guerrero. But uh, expect this match to be edited uh, very much to see a lot of the spots that happened in that match. Uh, the next match was a six-man tag as a uh, La Parca Octagon. And Octagon Jr., a.k.a. Samurai Del Sol, uh, defeated the team of Silver King. Uh, and the debuting Pentagon Jr. and Parca Negra. Which are apparently clones of Octagon Jr. and La Parca. Wow. I cannot believe they're doing this. And a lot of the fans in Mexico are really pissed that they're doing clones. I don't know why they're doing this, but, you know, it's crazy. Did they get cloned like Dolly the Sheep and like test tubes? No. Aww. <laughs> but anyways, the babyface team goes over. Uh, the next match was a, a six, an, another six-man tag as the Psycho Circus of Monster Clown, Murder Clown, and Psycho Clown defeated the Infernal Rockers of uh, Devil Rocker, Machine Rocker, and Soul Rocker. The next match was for the AAA World Heavyweight title as El Macias lost the AAA World title to Tejano Jr., and I got to say, I am uh, very happy that this happened because I think Tejano Jr. needed this. Uh, to me, he's been lost in AAA ever since he debuted. I thought there would be huge potential when he came in. And I'm very glad that he now has the belt. And hopefully, he'll be pushed more as a top guy in that company. And the main event was a six-sided cage match with six guys putting their hair or mask on the line as Vampiro lost the match uh, yeah oh sorry no sorry it was, I, was, <laughs> I was reacting because I think, I think we did picks on that one I think I said last week that Vampiro would uh, lose it, uh, probably lose and lose his hair yeah well Vamp I predicted that Vampiro would uh, win that but go ahead the match well, yeah, there was a, a couple of shenanigans going on uh, during the match itself. Um, let's just go over the, the list of escapes. Uh, the first one to escape was L.A. Park. And after he escaped, Jeff and Karen Jerry came out and attacked him with a guitar. And uh, not only did they attack him, but they stole his mask. They basically ripped the mask off his face. And uh, Karen Jerry was just, uh, just you know, taunting L.A. Park and the fans as they were 
uh, going to the back locker room. So obviously the storyline between Jeff Jarrett and uh, L.A. Park continues as in the new year. Uh, next to escape was uh, Dr. Wagner. Then the next one was Cybernetico. And this was very strange. Um, Cybernetico has his own uh, faction, uh, the Bizarros. And for some reason, they attacked, his le- they attacked Cybernetico. Uh, no reason whatsoever. Only one of the members tried to protect Cybernetico, but he got beat up as well. Uh, the next one to escape was uh, Pedro Aguayo Jr., then Chessman and, uh, of course, Vampiro was not last in the cage, lost the match. And, of course, uh, with uh, Chessman uh, escaping last, uh, he was, it would actually help due to Conan and Dorian uh, helping him get the win. And, uh, you know, the story continues between uh, Conan trying to take over the company and whatnot. And uh, Conan cut a promo after the, the main event saying that back in 96, I took all of the top guys to the U.S., and now I'm going to take all the top guys, and we're going to form our own promotion. So apparently they're going to try to, I don't know, make like their own spin-off version, I guess, but I don't know if it's going to work off very well, but we'll see what happens. Lucha Libre is fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and you know, you know with, with this storyline going on, it's interesting to see because uh, Conan has been going on and on this past year, even last year, talking about expanding the company. He wants to make uh, a, a U.S. brand, basically, of AAA. And, and I don't know if that's going to happen uh, due to the fact that this, the lawsuit that's going on with AAA and uh, this independent company uh, that's going on, I believe uh, it's Mask Republic, if I'm not mistaken, uh, that's uh, prohibiting triple um, a to make shows in the states uh i know kona has been going on a on a rampage about this several several weeks so and months. if they did want to use triple a talent for a tna show does that mean they wouldn't be able to yes that is true that is why we we haven't seen any uh triple a talent in, in a tna uh since they since they came back together as a working relationship this is why we're not seeing any talent in the States. Mm, that's, well, it's because the, there were some reports that I saw saying that lockdown could feature some of the AAA talents because obviously they're in San Antonio. Well, the thing is, the last I heard about this lawsuit, it was supposed to end in September or October. And we're now in December, and yet this is still going on. I don't know what's going to happen. I don't know even when it's going to end. But let's hope this thing ends before lockdown, because if it doesn't, uh, then it's going to be worse for TNA. Yeah, more money troubles. Yes. But anyways, uh, last bit of news. We got uh, Japan news, and uh, this is pretty big. This is involving uh, Pro Wrestling Noah. And uh, before I continue with this story, I should point out, this is a rumor. This is only a rumor. Okay. Uh, rumor central, is, rumor central. There is no truth behind this, but the biggest rumor going around is starting in January 2013, about six wrestlers are about to leave the company. Uh, those include uh, Kento Kobashi, Jun Akiyama, Goji Ozaki, Kataru Suzuki, Yoshinobu Kanemaru, 
and Atsushi Aoki. Now, three of those names I just mentioned are big names and uh, main eventers. Uh, one of the words going around is uh, Kento Kobashi is uh, about to resign because supposedly there might be a retirement from him next year. Now, the other names involving this big rumor, this could be a, a big blow for Noah because the other two, Jun Akiyama and Goji Ozaki, they are very, they're at the top main event in that company. They are one of the top uh, known names for Pro Wrestling Noah, and it has not been a good year for Noah going for their, their big scandal going on uh, involving the, the Yakuza. Uh, low attendance at various shows. If all of these six guys leave the company, this will be a huge blow for the company. And I'm not sure if this will be the demise for the company, but three of those six are big names, and the rest of the, the three are up-and-comers. And all of them leave. It could be bad news for the company because it's been a bad year for Noah. Uh, with the scandal with the Yakuza tie-ins and uh, low attendance, if this happens, this could be the end for the company. And I don't want to see it happen, but you know, we'll just see what happens from there. Is there any clear reasoning why the guys are going? Have they given any kind of reason, according to this rumor? Um, from what I've read, there's no explanation of why uh, those six are leaving, but... Uh, it could be anything for all we know. Uh, we, we're not sure, to be honest. Uh, this rumor was posted on a uh, Japanese newspaper. So um, we'll see what happens next year. Was this newspaper run by a rival Yakuza gang? <laughs> I don't know, to be honest. I'm not familiar with my uh, Japanese newpa- newspapers. Or Japanese crime syndicates. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, interesting stuff there. So, that's all your news for this week. Yeah, a lot, we've got a lot. Sorry for the lengthiness of the segment, but, you know, free wrestling and Yakuza, it's it's perfect combination. Least talked about stink faces, the better. So, with that, uh, we're going to take a quick break. Uh, when we come back... We're going to have a little Shikara talk with Sandro giving his rundown and thoughts on Cibernetica Rises and then me with my Under the Hood review. So we'll see you in a few minutes. Let's all go on the urban safari. We might see some illegal migrants. Oi, look, there's a chap, that means council housed and violent He's got a hoodie on, give him a hug A second thoughts don't, you don't want to get mugged Oh shit, too late, that was kind of dumb Whose idea was that? Stupid He's got some fun, ain't hey, you Be the joker, play the fool It's politics, ain't it all Smoke and mirrors, April fools All year round, all in all Just another brick in the wall Get away with murder in the schools Use four letters, swear words, cause we're cool All drinkers, drug takers <laughs> The following is a public service announcement from Wrestling News Live. Reasons not to marry a porn star. Did you hear the news that 
uh, Tito Ortiz was arrested for domestically abusing his uh, his girlfriend Jenna Jameson. No, he probably tried to fuck her. It was like throwing a hot dog down a hallway, and he just said, "What the fuck? Where have you been?" Slap. <laughs> that reminds me of the quote from Triple H a couple years back when he said, "You know, even a 747 looks uh, small flying in the Grand Canyon." I mean, how can you, in all honesty? Be a person not in the porn industry, married to a porn star, and be okay with it. <laughs> you know what? I'd have a serious problem with that. I mean, let's say she's got an early shoot. She gets up, she washes her pussy, and goes to work. <laughs> then you wake up, and while you're eating pancakes, she's fucking somebody else. While you walk to the mailbox to get the mail, she's fucking somebody else. When you come inside and turn on the TV and have a cup of tea, she's fucking somebody else. Then she's having lunch while you're taking a nap in your lazy boy. She comes back from lunch and punches in and starts fucking somebody else. <laughs> then she comes home. You tell the bitch that you want dinner. She makes you something in the microwave and goes to bed. And you're jacking off because she spent all day fucking somebody else. <laughs> you're having tea. She's getting tea bagged. <laughs> oh, I love this show. This has been a public service announcement brought to you by the good folks at Wrestling News Live. Let's go to our ring announcer. Wrestling fans, your ring announcer here, Sean Beckerman, and I'm proud to present to you the Pro Wrestling Nostalgia Podcast that's taking the IWC by storm beyond the bell. On each edition, we cover a different theme, taking you back in time to relive the greatest and worst in professional wrestling. We go behind the mic, where you will get backstage stories from the perspective of a pro wrestling ring announcer on the independent circuit. Find out what it was like to announce some of the greatest stars in pro wrestling history and the funny stories behind the scenes. And we wrap it all up with old school wrestling music. So tune in to Beyond the Bell each and every week on the SNS Radio Network and I'll see you at the matches. It's go time! Hey guys, it's Mr. Money on the Mic, JJ, all caps sexy of the SNS Radio Network. If you're looking for the latest news in professional wrestling and of course some of the best columns on the World Wide Web today, visit headlocks2headlines.com. That's headlocks, the number two, headlines.com. It's the official news site of the SNS Radio Network. You should make it your official news site as well. Once again, www.headlocks2headlines.com. What's up, guys and gals? Sensational Sequel, Sensational Sean, right here with you. You can catch myself and Ashley, yes, that is his name, on the open book every Friday night at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. You'll catch us doing... Video games, the open book, fantasy, EFET, and movie and entertainment news. So check us out every Friday at 11 p.m. Eastern Time at SNSRadioNetwork.com. Come check us out.
welcome back to the second part of the whole indie show here on the SNS Radio Network with uh, Ashley and for this week, Sandro. And now we are coming to Shikara, arguably the Shikara segment because we're talking about the two, uh, the two penultimate, well, the two, the last two shows that they've done for this season, for the 2012 season. We start off with Sandro giving his thoughts on the Cibernetica Rises card, uh, which began with Mr. Touchdown taking on Soldier Ant. Uh, yes, this was the, the first match of the show, and uh, this was a non-title match, so the Young Lions Cup was not on the line. Uh, this was actually a really good opening match. Um, uh, I like the, the the way the I should point out the crowd was very active throughout the whole show from start to finish, and the crowd was uh there was a lot of people in the show. Uh, I would say uh, twice as full as the last time they were in that same venue back in Anniversario, uh, back in May. So they saw a lot of tickets. Uh, almost half of the fans had to be standing up because all the they used all of the seating for that venue, and they had to change um, some of the entranceway. And they even have their own Titan Tron uh, just for this show. Uh, but the first match uh, is a pretty good opening match uh, between Touchdown and uh, Soldier Ant. Uh, the the finish came when uh, Mr. Touchdown was going to hit Soldier Ant with uh, Veronica's baton, but the ref saw it and then took it away. And then Veronica tossed Mr. Touchdown a wrench and used it on Sojourant to get the win. And, uh, yeah, uh, this was uh, pretty much a good match, as I said. Uh, seeing how the, the next show, uh, Mr. Touchdown, is pretty much on a roll. He's uh, very over as a heel. And the crowd in New York uh, just hated his cuts. Probably called him nerds or something like that. So, yes. next up... We had an interesting match, Fire Ant taking on the Shard. Yeah, this was another solid match here. Um, during the match, uh, apparently Fire Ant, uh, he tweaked, he, he tweaked his, his ankle uh, during parts of the match, so it was a, a bit of a problem for him to uh, do the match. Uh, there was a couple of spots in this match that I really liked. Uh, I remember, I believe it was uh, Fire Ant, who did a, uh, if you remember, a Alabama slam, uh, but threw his opponent into the turnbuckle, which looked really sick. Uh, there was a spot where uh, Fireman did a uh, tope into the crowd, and at the same process, eventually breaking a chair uh, when he landed on the shard on the outside. Uh, the shard uh, got the advantage of, it was, was a, this was a back and forth match, uh, I remember there was a spot when uh, the Shard did a double foot stomp, but he actually stomped on Fire Ant's left knee and then did another stomp uh, to his chest. Uh, the finish came when uh, Shard locked in an ankle, ankle lock. Uh, Fire Ant got away. He grabbed the ropes, but uh, then Shard put the ankle lock again, and uh, with the tweaked ankle for Fire Ant, uh, he had to tap out. And uh, after the match, uh, Shard continues to attack Fire Ant and even threw out the referee out of the ring. 
And this leads uh, Mike Quackenbush to come out and to, to help out Fire Ant. Uh, Jigsaw comes out as well. But before Mike Quackenbush can even attack Shard, uh, Jigsaw just stops him and basically saying, what are, you, what are you doing? You shouldn't do this. And then Quackenbush cuts a promo on Jigsaw, basically talking about everything that's been going on from the start with the Gekido. And um, after this promo, uh, I guess uh, Mike wanted to shake Jigsaw's hand and to basically be on his side. But then the unthinkable happened as Jigsaw super kicks Mike Quackenbush in the face and the crowd is just in shock. They just couldn't believe what they saw. And this eventually leads a why Jigsaw, why chant from the New York crowd as Jigsaw the and Charlie. Alive and well. Apparently it is. Uh, this is a pretty good, good moment in my opinion. I think the crowd uh, so did the most. Personally, I don't think the right person turned heel. You know what? I think they did this because 17 and uh, one of the other ants, I, I forgot his name, but with them injured, uh, this leaves Gekido pretty much weak, especially with the same ant now uh, aligned with the Connolly. Uh, you only have just Shard and uh, Deviant. And there's no one uh, to be as the leader, so they just decided uh, because the rest of the members are out with injuries, uh, let's just put Jigsaw as the leader role. Yeah. No, that's, that's probably fair. Strong leader, certainly. Next up, <laughs> the match that's happened, I think, three times in about two weeks. Dasha Hatfield taking on Icarus. <laughs> yeah, this was a, a good match between two. Um, if you saw their last encounters, whether it was in Chikara or Wrestling is Fun, you're pretty much going to get the same thing. But for what it was, it was a good match. Uh, the finish came with uh, Dasher Hattonfield hit hitting a inverted uh, Death Valley driver on Icarus for the win. And uh, after, after the match, uh, Icarus was very pissed off and he attacked uh, Dasher on the entranceway. And threw him in the ring and he gave him a, a, a pedigree as a result of that. But I think the, the most entertaining thing about this match was uh, Chuck Taylor. Uh, he was on commentary uh, throughout, uh, I would say, the first half of the show. And he was very funny during this match because uh, during one point he, he made a comment on basically saying that he, think, he was thinking that Dasher was, was on steroids because he was too bulked up. What? <laughs> you wow! Just watch, you just have to watch that match to to listen because it was very entertaining. Chuck Taylor, always great on commentary. Get Chuck Taylor on the mic in WWE. Somebody. <laughs> but anyway, the yeah next match also had connotations towards uh, the one I'm going to talk about under the hood. The Heartthrobs taking on the one two three kid and Marty Giannetti. Yeah, this was a, another good match uh, as the rest. Um, kid and Giannetti, they got a huge pop when they came out. Uh, the New York fans were very, they were, they were very over with uh, Giannetti and Kid. Um, 
it was interesting to see because you know uh, you had uh, a certain generation um, from the '90s with uh, Kid and Janetti against another team that was a part of the WWE in the mid 2000s. So that was somewhat interesting. Um, the finish came when the both Kid and Marty Janetti hit double super kicks on, I believe, it was on Antonio uh, to get the win and to get the third point. And with this, it this qualifies uh, one to three Kid and Marty Janetti a title shot for the Campeonato de Parejas, which eventually led to the next show, which we'll talk about in a bit. And then finally, the main event, the Cibonesco tournament, Team Kingston versus Team Steen, which Kingston's team was uh, him, the King of uh, Trios champions, the Spectral Envoy, which is Ultramantis Black, Hallow Wicked, and Frightmare. Granakuma and 3.0. So that's Shane and uh, Jagged. Yeah, uh, Dave uh, Matthews and Scott Parker. Uh, yeah. Spect- Spectral Envoy consisting of Ultramantis Black, Hallow Wicked, and Frightmare. And, and uh, Tim Dunst. And the wild card. Yeah, you just said it. Tim Dunst. And then Team Steen was Jimmy Jacobs, the Briscoes, Kevin Steen himself, uh, the Young Bucks, and... The Bravado Brothers. Yeah, the Bravados. Yeah, I, I got to say, this was a, a re- this was a great match uh, from start to finish. Obviously, everybody was waiting for the confrontation between Steen and Kingston. Of course, you had the wild, the wild card with uh, Tim Dons in that match. Um, should we go over the eliminations? Let's just talk about the match all together. Uh, I'm kind of you can't go to... over the eliminations because I don't think last time we had a full list. Okay, well, we'll go over this. Uh, as I said... Um, the match actually started with uh, everybody, everybody just brawling in the match, and uh, we the match never officially started until everything was calmed down, and eventually that's what happened. Um, Frightmare he took a a, a big ass whooping in this match. Um, everybody in Team Steen uh, took their turns beating him up. They eventually go after his uh, injured knee that he uh, he actually recovered. Um, I got to say, uh, before I continue, I was actually surprised to see Frightmare because I was under the impression he was still injured. But uh, when he came out for the match, he looked at 100%. But eventually, like I said, everybody just attacked Frightmare. And it looked like it made the the injury kind of worse, but he managed to go through with it. Uh, the first elimination came when uh, Kevin Steen locked in a sharpshooter to Frightmare which made him tap out, and he was out of the, the match for Team Kingston. Uh, second elimination came when uh, Ultramantis Black hit the Cosmic Doom on Harlem Bravado. Uh, the next elimination came within a few seconds later as uh, Ultramantis Black hitting a inverted backdrop suplex on Lancelot Bravado for the next elimination. Next elimination came with uh, Jay Briscoe hitting a roaring elbow to Ultramantis Black for the three count. And I got to say, I was uh, uh, very intrigued seeing Ultramantis Black uh, interacting with the Briscoes because 
the New York crowd was very over with the Briscoes uh, doing the man up chants and everything. Uh, they were very happy to see the Briscoes in this match. Uh, the next elimination came when the, the Briscoe brothers hitting a doomsday device on Gran Akuma. And he was the next eliminated for Team Kingston. Next elimination came when uh, Scott Jagged Parker was going for a DDT. A tornado DDT, excuse me. But Mark Briscoe stopped that. And countered that with a overhead belly-to-belly suplex. But then uh, Scott Parker reversed that into a sunset flip pin, eliminating uh, Mark Briscoe for the win. Next elimination came with uh, Jay Briscoe hitting the Jay Driller on Hallow Wicked. And he was out for the match. And uh, this actually upset it, uh, Tim Dance because, uh, as we know, Tim Dance. uh Halloween is God. Exactly. And he was very upset that this happened. Uh, the less, next elimination came out uh, when Tim, Tim Dance locked in the From Dust Till Dance on Jay Briscoe, which is basically a, a Kimura submission. So we're getting a revenge for Halloween there. So as it stands from here, both guys have four team members left. Yes. Next elimination came when uh, Eddie Kingston hit the back fist to the future on Jimmy Jacobs. And Jimmy Jacobs was eliminated for the match. And I got to say, uh, Jimmy Jacobs, uh, he did pretty good in this match. Uh, he was very over as a heel. Um, he did pretty well in this match. Uh, before we get to the next elimination, um, at at, during this point, uh, Kingston was being double teamed by the, the Young Bucks. And uh, they threw him to the outside. Tim Dodge came in next into the ring. But instead of going after his opponent, he decides to go after Kingston and does a suicide dive. And he attacks Eddie Kingston uh, at this point for a couple of, for the next couple of minutes. So uh, this led... Uh, Scott Parker being next to the match, which led into the next elimination as uh, Scott Parker was going for it, hit a, a front lung blower on uh, Matt Jackson for the three count. And for those of you that don't know, it is basically a code breaker. Uh, next elimination came with uh, Nick Jackson hitting a 450 splash on Scott Jagger Parker, and he is out for Team Kingston. Uh, at this point, uh, Dance uh, continues to attack Eddie Kingston, uh, even to taunt him on the outside. Doesn't even get involved in the match. Doesn't care at this point. But uh, next elimination came when uh, Shane Matthews locks in a Boston Crab on Nick Jackson uh, for the elimination. Next person to be out was Shane Matthews as he was a victim of the package power driver by Kevin Steen. Uh, for the three count. So now it's now two on one, isn't it? Yes. And at this point, Kevin Steen was happy to see Tim Dunn uh, attack Kingston. Even to the point of saying, you know what, I knew something good about you, Dunn. <clears throat> Excuse me. Basically, give him the, the approval of what he's doing. 
and at this point, Kevin Sting uh, was facing a uh, a battered Kingston who could barely stand up, and he was basically talking shit to Kingston. Kingston reacted by spitting at at Steen in the face, and Kevin Sting was basically going for the finish. He was going for the package power driver, but uh, Eddie Kingston countered that with a somewhat of a sunset flip pin for the three count and. Kevin Steen not only eliminated, but Team Steen is now gone from this match. Kevin Steen's reaction was priceless as he was like, what the fuck has just happened? He couldn't (laughs) believe what had happened, and the crowd was like, they were cheering for Kingston getting this victory. So this was somewhat of a a hollow victory for Eddie. Well, he got some redemption for what happened in Ring of Honor a few months back. Yeah, pretty much, but uh, because of this, it is now one-on-one as uh, Eddie Kingston took on Tim Dunst. Uh But this didn't really last long, um, as I said, because of Tim Dunst attacking Kingston throughout nearly half of the match. He somewhat uh, taunted Kingston some more. Uh, this led uh, Jacob Haramayer coming from the crowd and handing Tim Dunst a loaded... I guess a fanny pack, because that's what it looks like to me. And whatever was inside this uh, this bag, it was a very blunt object as Tim Don struck this object into Kingston's head, knocking him out. And with this, he gets the win and becomes uh, this year's Tornado Cibernetico winner. Uh, after this, uh, Dante and Hammermeyer, they basically grab Kingston uh, tie him up in the ropes with some tape and basically talk some more crap at Kingston. Dance basically says, Kingston, you have two weeks. And he leaves. And this was basically the end of the, the show. Uh, before uh, the show officially ended, uh, Kingston was on the mic um, talking about how he's going to get Tim Dance back at the next pay-per-view saying... I have two weeks. You're going to have two weeks as w- when I see you at the pay-per-view. And uh, some of the fans, um, they were somewhat happy. Some of them were happy that uh, Kingston lost because there were a few Ring of Honor fans. And I, I remember uh, Kingston being pissed off saying, well, you know what? Ring of Honor sucks. I don't give a fuck what you think. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> And that was pretty much the end of the show. And um, I got to say, overall, this was a great show uh, from start to finish. I actually recommend buying uh, this DVD. This is a must-buy. And I have to say, this was definitely one of the, the best Chikara shows this year thus far. I would, or if, if not the DVD, the uh, digital download on SmartMark Video. Or yeah. The, the demand, yeah. Yeah, uh, I got to give this an A. I enjoyed it for what it was. It was great, top to bottom. The matches were great. Uh, the crowd was electric. They were like very hyped from from start to finish. And as as Ashley said, you know, you could buy the DVD. Uh, you could uh, watch it on their uh, SmartMark videos, video on demand, or you could download the MP4. And I believe the MP4 is is much cheaper than buying the physical DVD because the MP4 is about ten bucks. Yeah, it's just so that's quite a right there. Yeah, yes, you get it at uh, com or smvod.com. 
So then we move to the iPay-Per-View under the hood, which I'm only going to bring it up here because it was only a side thing because I don't care because Shikara got my money. But apparently for some people, if they managed to get the code to the actual website stream, they could watch it for free. Quite a deal. So for those people that did watch it free, congratulations. But, you know, I'm particularly not bothered because I've now got unlimited rights to have that digitally on SmartMark Video On Demand. And it was my first Chikara show I've actually paid to see. So I will uh, will certainly pay to see it live because I didn't catch either the previous one. So, yeah, that's... Well, we started off with the the battle for the three points to see who would become number one contenders to the uh, the cha- the the tag team titles the Campeonatos de Parejas and it was 3.0 Shane Matthews and Scott Parker taking on Fist Johnny Gagano and Chuck Taylor and this was a v- this kind of reminded me of what tag team wrestling used to be in WWE and TNA as in good there were some lot of great moves here, too, too many, too numerous to mention. But the finish came with uh, it was a du- I think yeah, it was a double team spear, and then the finisher, which I believe there's their sweet taste of professionalism from 3.0, and 3.0 got the third point, but was very very strong and. As you'd expect from these teams, it was very uh, energetic. So, a lot of stuff, good stuff, a lot of nice stuff. And then another thing which they did mention, because they had the list up of all the cards, Chicago is going to be going to California in October next year. Which is an interesting move. And I believe this is the first time going to the West Coast, if I'm not mistaken, as a full show. Yeah. Uh, then we have uh, next up we had Dasha Hatfield versus Icarus. Icarus was accompanied by Sugar Dunkerton. And it was very um, very controversial because Dunkerton was at first uh, getting in, not trying to get involved, but then he was basically helping, helping Dasha. And it got to a point where Icarus basically went for the fanny pack, the loaded fanny pack that Icarus has. Dunkerton tried to stop him. Then uh, Icarus then shoved Sugar Dunkerton into Hatfield. And then inadvertently the fanny pack hit Dasher in the face. Mm. and Pedigree and Icarus wins and all the time Dunkerton was like oh what the hell has just happened and then uh, the fact that he got pulled you know pulled back and like dragged out it's it's interesting as well because mm, it seems like Icarus kind of likes Dunkerton 
Because at first he was like, oh, don't matter, but now he thinks he's on his sides because there's been quite a few times of that where uh, Dunkerton has interfered favourably on behalf of Icarus. So, yeah, that's clearly something that's going to continue on in the uh, next season. Next up was the story within story within story within story. This is like Inception, people. <laughs> Mike Quackenbush, Fire Ant, Green Ant, and Assailant taking on Jigsaw, the Shard, Soldier Ant, and DVM. To, be, to, to put the long and short of it, Quackenbush hates the bad guys. Jigsaw joined the bad guys because he's sick of Quackenbush just basically trying to take out the bad guys. And then at the same time, you've got the Colony and the Swarm. Fire Ant, Green Ant, Soldier Ant, Assailant... Combatant and Deviant all split up. Uh, Combatant is injured. 17 also from the Gekado slash Swarm is injured, so it was, it was that's why the Shard was filling in, and a lot of stuff happened here. Too much to really mention properly, but some of the key things towards the end, they actually, as they, as, uh, Green Ant and Fire Ant were getting ready. They actually wanted a sail ant to help them do the uh, the ant house. Hmm. Which hasn't happened before. They, you know, they've always been a little wary of him, but this time they went, we, we support you. And this was really conflicting with Soldier Ant. It's like, that's, that's supposed to be me. And then it took an even greater twist when they all basically tried to do their finishes and Jigsaw was up and Quack was down and Jigsaw was about to superkick Quackenbush. But then a Salant jumped in the way and took the kick for Quackenbush. <laughs> and... Uh, yeah, that. Yeah, Quack made the then eventually made the save, but then Deviant drop kicked Quackenbush, and Deviant got the win. So the the bad guys went over, and then after it finished, Quack basically went to a assailant and went, "Okay, you've changed. I sh you know I shake you, I, I you know." I, I take it back. Perhaps you're not such a bad guy. And then Fire Ant and Green Ant walk out on Soldier Ant. With Soldier Ant just left there, and all, all the crowd do is blame Wink Vavasaur. He caused everything. He caused all of this. What a great GM he is. He's just as good as Hulk Hogan. But anyway, uh, next up, the Young Lions Cup, Mr. Touchdown versus ACH. This was another... Brilliant match, as pro just as good as probably the match that they had for the crowning of the Young Lions Cup champion. Great, uh, ACH. I really don't know why somebody hasn't signed him from one of the big companies yet. He's that style that I'd have thought either of the companies would have liked, and eventually comes down to. Uh, 
pretty much the baton getting involved. ACH ducks the baton, but uh, I, th- I think he got hit with it and uh, no touched on touchdown held the baton to basically pin ACH and Veronica pulled it down to basically give leverage to the pinfall. And that was a kind of... The finish was a letdown to the quality of the match. Because it was a very good match, and it's kind of it was kind of an ending like, you know, dummy's guide to match finishes. And they just went for a simple finish rather than go for a, you know, a more extravagant finish. But anyway, touchdown retains. And then they go into the homecoming ceremony. And the... Votes come out, and Veronica is homecoming queen. And then Touchdown goes, look, we don't need to do any counting the votes. I counted them myself. Touchdown is the king. And then loudspeaker goes, no, actually, no. He, he, you're not the homecoming king. And then the mysterious handsome stranger comes out. And then they have a little uh, battle. And Touchdown gets sent out to the sent out to the outside of the ring and then Veronica kind of just Veronica and Stranger just look at each other and turn to each other and then slowly like go towards each other and then they share their first dance and then a la Spider-Man <laughs> Veronica goes in for the kiss and tries to pull the mask off and Stranger goes no look, close your eyes I've got a present for you Goes under the ring, and there's a pig bucket. There is a pig slot bucket. So apparently, uh, uh, and she does get covered. She does get covered with it as well. So apparently, uh, the Godwins are alive and well, still. And then off comes the mask, and oh my God, it's Archibald Peck. Who knew? Whoa. I seriously, I I this this is this is this is a bigger shock than um, John Cena not having a title. But yeah, security then throws him out because of the stipulation at the last eye pay per view where Archibald could no longer be a wrestler at Shikara due to him losing. I'm guessing somehow he'll come back. Probably. Uh, in some shape or form. But he, he did well as the Stranger character. I will say that. Some of the matches. Especially with that one that appeared on Botchamania where he managed to destroy the set with his rocking horse. That's <laughs> I can watch that over and over. That's brilliant. That was very funny. Yeah. Then we come back from intermission and, uh, oh, what's his name? Vinny Mamas, what's, what's his name? The retro guy? Oh, um, ah, oh, shit. Let me forget. Uh, God damn it. This is where we I know you're talking about. I know who you're talking about. Uh, the manager of, uh, Devastation Incorporated. Yeah, he came out and did his. I am hijacking this closed circuit television event. As ever, going completely in 80s character. 
nanny's there saying, look, somebody deserves an opportunity. And then here come the lost ice creams. And he says, you get your opportunity tonight. Because my guys need three points, and they've already got two, and they want three. Cue Devastation Corporation. Cue pretty much Squash Match. And Devastation Corporation now also have three points. So by the looks of it, putting a little fantasy booking here, uh, Young Bucks dropped the titles to 3.0, and then possibly immediately, or the next night, or the next show, Devastation Corporation beat 3.0. Well, what I was thinking, um, maybe they could have some some kind of a three-way match with um, all three teams, just just to see what, what would happen, because I don't know how this would work because uh, Devastation Incorporation, um, they haven't fought any. Well, well, I guess they have fought some some top tier teams. I mean, they did they did face the Colony and back in King of Trios and that. Uh, they faced Demolition. I, Come on. Well, yeah, but I would expect some. Uh, I guess some of the veterans in Chikara, but most of the time they just fought jobbers. Um, but like I said, I think I would rather see like a three-way match or a four-way match for the tag belts. Yeah. I think that would be more interesting to see, just to see how everyone would interact, especially with Devastation Incorporation. Uh, next up, Spectral Envoy, which is Open Mantis, Black, Hello Wicked, Frightmare, Crossbones. And for the first time in six years, back from the dead, apparently. Blind Rage. Taking on Delirious, Ophidian, and the Batiri. It's worth noting here, Ophidian has fully evolved, and he's gone actually back to his old um, mask style. Except he is green and black. Now, now there's an- another thing that's worth mentioning that happened in here. Halfway during the match, uh... Ophidian was being distracted by the crowd and he basically there was a lot of people there was a load of people in Amasis mask and paperclip Amasis was uh, Ophidian's tag team partner back when they were the uh, Syrian portal and basically uh, quite a lot of the fans took the masks off and one didn't and then we finally realized that isn't a fan. That's actually Amasis. He's back. And Ophidian is completely, you know, overwhelmed by this. So whether that means Amasis is going to be coming back next year, possibly, or just having an influence on Ophidian, I don't know. But it was. A very good match. Uh, eventually got to basically Delirious and Ultramantis alone in the ring. And they were slapping the hell out of each other. And Delirious was chopping and slapping Mantis and trying to get a pinfall. And Mantis won't stay down and... Then Mantis managed to come back with chops of his own, and then 
hit the cosmic doom and surprisingly to me the spectral envoy go over very obvious then the most impressive thing is the guy that hasn't been in the company for six years looked like he'd been in the company for uh, since six weeks ago he really he, he he if he brought his A game for this one-off match, no doubt. So um, I would say the feud is over, but I somehow think twenty fourteen is going to be the end of the feud, as he proposed. Something's going to happen. Possibly, yeah, the- so, possibly one of the envoy turns. Yeah, this feud is far from over. Uh, there's no doubt the feud will continue next year. But uh, I, I got to say, I'm, I'm, I was very surprised that Amasis came out. Now, I'm not even sure if he's even coming back because there was uh, no report uh, saying that if he's healed from the accident that he suffered last year. Um, I am very, I'm very interested to see what happens here uh, between Amasis and Nophidian. It should be very interesting to see. Just as long as they don't have another dance off. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> uh, next up, penultimate match: the Campeonatos de Parejas, Young Bucks taking on the One Two Three Good and Martin Ginetti. As ever, with the titles being on the line, it is a two out of three full match. First fall was pretty much, uh, pretty much, kind of a. Really, just the the Bucks pretty much completely overpowering on uh, one, two, three, and Janetti. So it looked it looked like it was going to be a one sided uh, affair as they got the first four with a tandem spike pole driver, <gasps> and then Janetti and well mainly Janetti because uh, X Pac. Sorry, 123Kid was basically checking on his neck because obviously he's had some neck issues from previous years of basically taking pole drivers as well. But, uh, yeah, they tried to go for the pole driver again, but Janetti kicked out of it and then 123 hit the X Factor. On, I think it was, I think it was Matt. Not sure, but uh, he got the pinfall, and then we went to the final fall. Uh, and this was a, a very close match and very well put together. Uh, that the finish came with. Yeah, Matt DDT'd one, two, three on the apron. Get once again with uh, trying to put pressure on that injured or strained neck that one, two, three kids clearly got. Nick rolled kid back in the ring, and then they hit more bang for your buck, and Matt got the win. But. Yeah, they they did well, Kid and Janetti, because obviously, given their given their age, they obviously aren't going to be able to do as good a match as they probably could have done ten years ago. But they still did a very good job. 
but yeah it's not rare that you see me say a match could have gone on for shorter but it probably should have not gone on for as long as it did but anyway the last match was the main event of the evening which was the Grand Championship, Eddie Kingston defending against Tim Dance with Jakob Hammermeyer in his corner. And, yeah, this was a swat. Dance, by the way, had new ring gear, for those of you who've seen him before, and also, yeah, Eddie Kingston, before the match even started, was trying to attack Dance. <clears throat> and this was an even match between the two, but... I think, yeah, Donst basically, yeah, Hammermeyer didn't, uh, uh, towards the end, Hammermeyer, like, didn't want to really get involved. He didn't want to, because uh, I think he brought a bag in. It's, I swear, it's this fanny pack. This fanny pack is getting <laughs> everywhere. Uh, but he didn't want to use it, but then Donst uh, faced him and, Nailed him in the nailed uh, nailed Kingston in the back and hit the swinging neck breaker. Then with that, uh, Hammermeyer actually got the referee to because I think he was knocked out from this thanks to Donst hitting a clothesline. I think it was supposed to be oh look it's on accident, but he did it on purpose. But then Donst. Uh, Dunst tried to... That was a failed pinfall. Then Dunst was ready and uh, getting... Yeah. He got Hammermeyer up on the apron, but then shoved him straight to the floor. Didn't make sense. And then two backfists to the Futures and Kingston retains. Which, yeah. Storyline is a little odd, but... Yeah, it was. It's it. I I kind of it was good, but it's kind of we didn't get the payoff. I mean, clearly we did because we had a win, and then uh, Hammermeyer tried to save Donst and nearly got beaten up himself. But Kingston realised that you know Jakob's better than that and just let him go. So. And then a, a, I didn't see this myself because I turned it off early, but apparently there was a mysterious video that played after the show. Hmm. There was another video when I saw Wink Vavasur just going, yes, Dad, and then walking out. So what? I might have to... Uh, yeah, I don't know. That wasn't the mysterious video. It was another one. So I might have to try and check that... Uh, I might have to check the the stream of that again uh, so on, S on SMV. So wait a minute. So what, are we under the impression that I guess Wink Babasaur is taking orders from somebody? Well, it was two separate videos because they, were, you know, it kept cutting in and out, kind of thing. I should have stayed with it, but I didn't because I, I refreshed it just to make sure that it was actually working. 
And then one of them was like a mysterious video, but then it went to black. And then there was another one, which I only caught the last few seconds of, and it just went, you know, he just went, yes, dad, and then walked out. Probably reflecting that he's in no way an experience to run a run some sort of company, probably. Well, now that you're talking, like that. well, now that you you're talking about this, do you think? And this is just a theory I'm having out there, but do you think this has something to do with Delirious? I don't think he would be dad to Wink Vavasor. Well, I mean, the only reason I say this is because. Uh, you know, he has the bacteria and Ophidium under his side. He's like, he's like basically controlling them. And I don't know. I, I, that, that's the only thing that I can think of at this moment. I'm not sure where this is heading, to be honest. But I mean, we'll see. And I, I got to say, oh, sorry to interrupt, but I got to say about the the main event, I'm sure it was a good match, but... I have to agree. I'm somewhat disappointed that uh, Dance didn't get the belt. Um, you know, if Dance did get the belt, this would be, you know, a big moment for him. Uh, you know, we want to see him depressed now. Um, and as I said prior, I thought this would somewhat lead to a feud between Dance and Hammerreier, although I wouldn't put the belt on the line. But now that Kingston retains the belt, I'm thinking to myself, where does Eddie go from here? Because he's basically beaten everybody on the roster. And the only people that I could see Kingston defend the title is Grand Akuma or have a rematch with uh, Mike Quackenbush. Um, I'm just wondering, could Delirious get it? Or even Soldier Ant. Or Jigsaw. Because then you could have well, that I, tie into Quackenbush. Yeah, I could see... Well, actually, Kingston already defeated Jigsaw before. He defeated him at the anniversary show back in May. Mm. But now with Jigsaw aligning with Gekido, I guess that's a possibility now that he's a heel. I mean, I don't know, because like I said, uh, Kingston's pretty much defeated everybody on the main roster. I don't see anybody else um, challenging for the belt unless they bring out some it, some outsiders from other companies. I mean, I don't know. Yeah, it's a, I'll have to wait and see what happens because their next stuff is uh, February, I think. I'll try to have a quick look at the... Uh, card. Trying to quickly get the list of events up. But yeah, it's been an interest from what I've seen from what overall grade, I'd probably give it an A minus. It was a very good show, but from what I have heard, most people have said it wasn't as good as Shikarosaurus Rex. It wasn't as good as that, but it was still a good show, but yeah, actually, their first show is this National Pro Wrestling Day. Uh, on February the 2nd. Then their official start comes with 
All the Agents and Superhuman Crew on February 9th, and then World of Dawn is breaking on February 10th. I'm just having a quick look. There's, currently, as it stands, there is no listing for when or where King of Trios is. I'm guessing it's September. It has to be. Well, we'll, we'll probably find out, uh, I would say, in the summertime, at least. Yeah. Hopefully by the Anniversario show. Mm. Yeah, the Anniversario show never compromise, it's called. I prefer Chikarosaurus Rex. <laughs> but, yes, with that, uh, when we come back, we're going to do some CZW picks and also picked slash results in some sort of new hybrid due to <laughs> recording this a little later than we normally do in the week from the Evolve show. So have a listen to these messages and we'll see you back for the final part of the whole indie show right here on the SNS Radio Network. SNS Radio Network gets in the ring and starts running the ropes. When I want, I, okay, I want, I caught SmackDown again. I caught, she, I skipped Sheffield's gimmick, and I couldn't help but to think that his new gimmick sounds like an Arby's uh, roast beef sandwich. Join Brian Maverick Bertrand and Chris Kelly from HeadlocksHeadlines.com as they talk about every random thing going on within the WWE, TNA, Ring of Honor, and the NorCal Independent scene. Running the Ropes also features interviews with stars from the past. It's me, it's me, it's the D-O-double-G, the road dog, Jesse James. Present. What's going on? This is Kazarian. And this is the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. And future. Hey guys, it's Dream of Fatigue. And so much more. So join the guys every week on Running the Ropes right here on the SNS Radio Network. of the WWE, TNA, and Ring of Honor? Do you like talk radio that pulls no punches? And do you like your sci-fi and fantasy? Well, tune in to the Elite Force Podcast each and every midweek with Chuck W. And each weekend with William Walkie Walker and Mindwipe. Exclusively on the SNS Radio Network and the Chris Jones Gaming Network. Yeah. This is going to be fun.
TNA Impact Wrestling fan? Are you looking for a show that talks about TNA Wrestling? Then tune in to TNA Chat Live every Thursday night starting at 10.30 p.m. Eastern on the SNS Radio Network with the Bronx Father, Tony J. Mirabella, as he reviews the latest episode of Impact Wrestling and takes your phone calls to get your thoughts on the state of TNA Wrestling. Are you ready to cross that line? On the SNS Radio Network. And if you don't like that, sorry about your damn luck. JJ His charm is so contagious, vaccines have been created for it. Years ago, he built a city out of blocks. Today, over 600,000 people live and work there. He is the only man to ever ace a Rorschach test. Every time he goes for a swim, dolphins appear. Alien abductors have asked him to probe them. If he were to give you directions, you'd never get lost, and you'd arrive at least five minutes early. His legend precedes him, the way lightning precedes thunder. He is... JJ the most interesting man in the world. He has amassed an incredibly large DVD library. And it is said that he never once alphabetized it. If he were to mail a letter without postage, it would still get there. When it is raining, it is because he's thinking about something sad. The pheromones he secretes have been known to affect people miles away in a slight but measurable way. He once punched a magician. That's right, you heard me. His blood smells like cologne. His hands feel like rich brown suede. JJ He is the most interesting man in the world. I don't always drink beer, but when I do, I listen to Wrestling News Live. Stay thirsty, my friends. Stay thirsty. Myself and Sandra. Myself is Ashley. Just to make sure. I, I, I Sometimes I think I do that just to make sure that I know who I am. Just to be on the safe side. But anyway. We now come to picks. With a twist. Because during uh, our recording. Because we were going to cover the picks for Evolve and CZW. Due to the schedule that got that has come up, and also to probably make sure that news doesn't last an hour like this week's show did, um, this is going to be Sandro's picks and also me giving the results out. It's probably is complicated, but but this is just for the evolve one for the CZW. Even though 
as of recording, it's in progress. We're just going to go and give our picks for it, and then we'll probably talk about it next week on a full review on a future show. But okay, Sandro, we opened with AR Fox taking on Tony Nice. Ah, let's see. I'm gonna go with AR Fox simply because I think he's on a roll right now with the. Uh, Evolve slash Ranga USA. We're going to pick AR Fox. Uh, thanks to a kick to the face and a low... Is it low mean pain? Yeah, low mean pain. Low mean pain. AR Fox wins and goes on to... I think it's called... Is it What's it called? The f- Four-way freestyle. Four-way freestyle, yeah. So he goes on to that. Hey. So, there you go. You score one. Next up, by looks of it, both debuting in Evolve for the first time, Papadon taking on Masada. Well, actually, this is uh, Masada's second uh, appearance in Evolve. Okay. He, he appeared at the last Evolve show. But um, I don't know much about uh, Papadon, so I'm going to go with, with Masada. <laughs> Even on paper, I would have gone with Al Fox for the first one. And with this one, considering they're at the same venue where CCW is happening later on in the night, I was probably going to say Masada would win. And thanks to a Regal Plex followed by a Brain Buster, Masada wins. Next up, oh, <laughs> Rich Swan versus Jigsaw. Hmm. This is tricky here. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Jigsaw. Jigsaw went for a super kick and hit a brain buster. And Swan kicked out. Jigsaw then went for a double stomp. Swan hit the spin kick. And Swan gets the free count. Ah, Swan goes over. Oh well. And then in your final match for the four-way, well, actually, I'm just having a quick look because there was some other things as well that went down, which I might as well quickly mention. Apparently, Larry Dallas tries to get Papadon to join the scene. And he also... uh, Then, yeah. Then Marty Bell signs a contract. And so it's some sort of freeway dance between the three of them. And Papadon power bombs her. And then Larry Dallas covers her and gets the win. So there's okay. an impromptu match that I don't know of any. I don't know what that means. I, need to, I needed to have seen it, but that's what happened apparently. You'll confuse me with that. <laughs> yeah, I don't, yeah. Unless it's Larry Davis trying to get a cheap victory and evolve. Somehow. I don't know. Anyway, next up, John Davis taking on Chuck Taylor. You know, I, I would have picked Chuck Taylor simply because he's at the top of the scoreboards, but I think I'm going to go with John Davis simply because he's been on a rampage ever since he 
he lost to Johnny Gargano at the last of all show. I'm going to go with John Davis on this one. And thanks to a couple of clotheslines, he goes over. John Davis wins. Which, yeah, that's where it goes. Then Gargano, who is on commentary, apparently gets into Davis's face and says that Davis is a phony and that he, he shouldn't be, a, you know, he's not a very good bully. And then apparently there's a bit where some John Morrison groupie interrupts some announcements that are being made in the ring, which then brings out Christina Von Eri, and Von Eri takes her out. The crowd <laughs> do not give a shit. Mm. This is positive. Anyway, next up, the tag team match. Super Smash Brothers, player Uno and player Dos, taking on El Generico and Samurai Del Sol. Oh, I'm another... Very difficult pick to choose. Um, you know what? I'm going to go with Generico and Samurai Del Sol. And the upset happened. Uh, Dos shoved... Uh, Dos shoved, uh, I think, El Generico out the ring, but then Del Sol managed to bring Dos down and get a free count. And what is being described here is this match is worth the price of watching it alone. And it also mentioned shame about the crowd. So clearly this is a CCW crowd <laughs> that just got to see a DGUSA evolve card. <laughs> but next up, the four-way free-free-free style. John Davis versus Rich One versus Masada versus AR Fox. Wow. Ooh, um, you know what? I'm gonna say, you know, I'm just gonna say John Davis wins this one. It was a short match, apparently, which probably makes sense given that Swan, Masada, and Fox have got a wrestle for CCW. But thanks to a jackknife pin. Rich Swan wins. Really? Hits a spin kick on Fox and does a jackknife pin on Fox. Oh, wow. Kind of, kind of shocked right there, but... Yeah, Swan oh. gets the double win. and mm, That is an interesting move, and yeah, another upset. And then they open the Freedom Gate title on the line... Gargano versus Callahan. You know what? I would like to see Callahan win this match. But uh, with the fact that Evolve eventually will have their own Evolve title, which will happen at WrestleCon, I'm going to pick Gargano retaining. Uh, right, this is very complicated finish. Gargano locks on the Gargano escape. Then Callahan lifts him up from that and put and hits a crucifix bomb. 
then the Gargano escape is, I think, still applied. And Johnny gives Callahan knees to the head, and Callahan is out for the count. And Gargano retains. There you go. So very interesting stuff there. So overall, some pretty good picks there. And I think the upsets were good upsets. Yes. On paper, anyway. So next up is the CZW event, which, you know, even though I've already know some of the results, I can't remember them off the top of my head. So I'm just going through these from the bottom of the listing on the CZW website. So we'll start off with the Battle for Area Supremacy, Rich Swan taking on Shane Strickland. Um, I haven't seen the last um, show, Night of Infantry, although I do have it. I just haven't had time to watch it. I don't know the storyline going on between the two, but I, I know uh, Rich Swan uh, isn't happy with uh, Shane Strickland being around. But uh, I'm going to go for the upset. I'm going to go with uh, Strain- uh, Shane Strickland. Given everything that he did and evolved just then, I, I'm just gonna say that probably Rich Swan won it. So, but I can, yeah, it's probably gonna be a very good match. Probably a lot of aerial stuff, clues in the oh, name yeah. of the tagline. Next up, the intergender tag team contest with Greg Excellent and Mama Excellent <laughs> taking on Drew Gulak and Kimberly. I'm going to go for another upset. I'm going to go with uh, Drew Gulak and uh, Kimberly. Uh, yeah, I think that could... I think I'll agree with you there. Because I don't even know who this mother excellent is. But, yeah. Next up, the number one contenders match for the tag titles. Blackout, Ruckus and Black Jews taking on Ohio for Killers... The Chris Brothers, Jake and Dave, with Nevaeh. Uh, Blackout is with Robbie Marino as well. Now, this is the re- the first uh, reunion for the Blackout. If I- oh, I think the second one. I'm not sure. So forgive me if I misinterpret that. But I would say the Blackout gets the win. But knowing who is the current tag team champions, I'm going to have to go with the Christ Brothers. So I'm going to go with the... Christ for the win. I think Blackout is probably going to have the momentum because of the reunion. I mean, hell, they made it onto Shane Douglas's Extreme Rising card. They're going to be taking on New Jack and Mustafa. Uh, that's a that's a mistake. But <laughs> I think Blackout will probably get the win. But next up, uh, the CZW rules match between Callahan and Adam Cole. Ho 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 ho. Mm. Now this is Adam Cole's uh, return match for ZZW in uh, quite a while, but uh, I'm going to go with Adam Cole for the win. Yeah, given that Callahan is being here, I'm going to say the face goes over and Cole will get the victory and get the victory for CZW. Probably. Next up, we've got the... Wired TV title open challenge. AR Fox defending against somebody. 
That's the best I can give you, people. <laughs> Do we have to make picks in this one? <laughs> um, I'm just going to say AR Fox retains anyway. Uh, well, I might as well, yeah, I'll go with Fox. <laughs> I don't think they're going to pull it off Fox just yet. If they do, wow. But anyway, next up, uh, Ultraviolent Insanity reigns supreme as uh, for Loco, Alex Colon, and the CCW World Tag Team Champions Azrael and Bandido Jr. take on the Nation of Intoxication, Danny Havoc, Devon Moore, and Lucky 13. And the interesting thing as well, this... I can tell you, this is the, because uh, I'm not looking down at the results, this is the first match of the night. They open with the tags match, and it's also for the titles. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. So, uh, apparently, uh, we're, we're under free bird rules here. Good Lord. Okay, um... I'm going to have to go with the Nation of Intoxication. And I see uh, Danny Havoc and Devin Moore getting the tag belts. Looking at it myself, um, when did, didn't Four Loco win at the last show? Uh, they won at uh, Cerebro. That was the October show. Okay. I guess... So I think because the Nation Intoxication are back together, I think they're probably stronger. And they'll probably find some way to cheat and go on top. Because you've got to have a heel champion somewhere. So I think that's that's where you'll find them. And Nation Intoxication will get them back again. And then, just to prove that this year really has just been about two tag teams in CZW. Which isn't a good thing. It's a bad thing, to quote DDP. Uh, next up, the World Heavyweight Championship match: Masada taking on Drake Younger. I'm gonna go with Masada retaining. Logically, I I I think Masada will probably keep the belt until the probably the show because every every company is gonna want and try and do their big show at the WrestleCon to try and make themselves look better than all the other shows. Make themselves look better than Shikara, make themselves look better than Shimmer, make themselves look better than... Um, have Evolve got a show then? Yeah, Evolve's going to be there, and yeah. uh, I think Giant Gate is going to have a show as well. And Ring of Honor have obviously got their show as well. Everybody's going to want to have the best show. So, I'm going to say Masada retains. And we'll lose it later on down the line. And then the main event, the Shattered Dreams Cage of Death. So, apparently, Gold Dust is going to be involved, people. <laughs> it's the owner of CZW, DJ Hyde, taking on the Bulldozer Matramont, which has probably been the feud of 2012 in CZW. Yeah, and usually the... Uh the Cage of Death matches, they would usually be like a, a war game style match where you have one team against another team, but now uh, this year it's just a one-on-one -on -one match, and 
Was uh, last year a one-on-one as well? Uh, you know what? I got to be honest. I'm not really sure. I think it was because I did manage. I think I saw, I think I caught some sort of video from that, and it was. I think what it was, it was just like a standard cage, except one of the sides of the cage was more like a like a ramp. Like the cage had, like the cage side had been pulled down at forty-five degrees and was just covered in barbed wire. Mm-hmm. It's not as big as a cage as probably some of the earlier Cage of Deaths. Yeah, but um, I'm gonna go with Matt Tremont for the win. I think uh, I think he needs the win here. Yeah, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say probably Tremont, because they can't, you know, they've got to have the, there's got to be some kind of light at the end of a tunnel. And then probably there's going to be some swerve involving somebody. I'm I'm pretty sure there'll be some shenanigans going on in that match. Yeah, for somebody. Also, I'm ju- also I'm just having a look at this write-up and not giving away, but the um, the CZW World Tag Team with the Four Locos versus Nation of Intoxication is being described here. The first sentence is one of the most insane opening matches I've seen in 18 years of watching wrestling. Mm. So yeah, you might want to catch that, kids even if you aren't a fan of CZW, because as we talked about with the last one, there wasn't a lot of violence in the last show, was there? Not that much. So, the only thing there will be violence with is uh, Adam Cole versus Sammy Callahan, no doubt, because it's a CZW rules match. But then it's Adam Cole, so it's going to be brilliant. And Sammy Callahan for that reason. I mean, come on. He put over Fandanga. (laughs) <laughs> that means everything but anyway we now jump to a couple of emails yes we have had more than one this is like epic this is great yeah we've had more than one email in a holy week. shit and it isn't from Sandra either it's brilliant yeah what a shot uh, <laughs> first email we've got comes from Canadian Barbarian Chris Husk and oh, says boy. uh um, I'm really liking you guys talk about the indies. It sounds really cool. I live in a small town in Alberta near Calgary. And sometimes an indie fed comes by. He saw the wrestling is fun free purview that they had and found it a little strange. Uh, I saw an old American baseball player in a mask fighting a skinny guy. And it was a little weird, so I turned it off. <laughs> My problem... Then you say, I'm an old-school wrestling fan. If you did stick with it, Chris, you would have seen that Dasher Hatfield is very old-school in his wrestling style. It's just... It's just he wants to dress like a baseball. Which is no different to Abe Knuckleball Schwartz. And that was... No, that wasn't very good at all, actually. Take that back. (laughs) Uh... Yeah, I'm an old school wrestling fan of wrestling as it was, but thanks to you and Randy, I have something to look forward to every weekend. So thank you and keep up the good work. So, yeah, thanks, Chris. That's a nice email. 
it's it's a shame you didn't stick with wrestling is fun because it's a little quirky and admittedly it's not going to be for everyone but if you if you take out all the weirdness of it you probably get better wrestling there than you do on a WWE show yeah and despite what gimmicks the the wrestlers in those promotions are some of them can actually wrestle pretty good yeah he does say he's not into wrestling as he was, but some of the stuff, some of the stuff that I have seen has been a lot more technical. So it's probably because it's technical. I'd argue it's more like the old school. Because he talks about WWF, WWE, Stampede, WCW, and TNA. Yeah, certainly at some points it, it's in that vein, but it doesn't go. It doesn't go all that way, but. And the second email comes from Anthony Farley, which, by the way, good job on the rap battle, even though you didn't come out the winner. <laughs> no, I have to applaud the effort, because you probably did better than I ever would. And no, don't take that as a prompt to actually let it happen. Uh, but anyway, Anthony goes, hello there, TWIS group. So he kind of saw that you were actually going to be on. It's not, hello, Randy and Ashley. It's uh, just, hello, general group. <laughs> I know that I don't usually send emails, but I don't always have the time to do them. Thankfully, I have the time now, so here's some of my thoughts. haven't seen most of the indie shows or iPay-per-views, but I did manage to catch out the New Japan one that last week. And as I told Sandra, I found it entertaining, but not ex- nothing too exciting. Maybe it had something to do with me not understanding what was being said and not knowing most of the people. Still willing to give it another shot if I felt up to it. Um, yeah, that is that is one issue with the New Japan ones. They don't actually try and bother to dub it. It's just... <laughs> well, to me, I, I personally don't care if there's any um, dubbing... English dubbing whatsoever. Just I just sound. <laughs> yeah, you can either meet the sound or just ignore the commentary. Get the crowd you know. noises from WWE 13 on an MP3 file, and then just play them at the appropriate time. <laughs> probably that's the best I could probably give you as an example. I don't know, but um, would have been nice to see the recent Chicago and PWG shows. As it turned out, you could have because apparently it was free. God damn it. <laughs> but unfortunately, I'm unable to dose for one reason or another. The only PWG match I've seen was when Brian Danielson beat Chris Hero to win their world title, and that match was just great. From what I heard, both the shows and promotions are worth checking out. Perhaps I'll get lucky and see some matches from them online by chance. If you manage to catch the ladder match from Steam Wolf between Steen and Generico... It will probably uh, it will probably be better than the Ring of Honor match that's coming up next month or next week, should I say? Oh wait a minute! Doesn't um, doesn't Anthony live in somewhere in California? Yeah. Well, you could go go watch PWG live uh, there in Reseda, yeah, go California. Yeah, the event live. Turn up. Yeah, and hell, uh, Dragon Gate, Dragon Gate USA is going to be there in January. You know, go check out the information at uh, DGUSA.TV. You know, they're going to be be there in October. They, they're going to be there too. in California. I'm not sure whether it's directly near you, Anthony, but yeah, check it out. Check out the website, see if it is around near you, and try and get to them. Because yeah, uh, 
PWG's usual spot is in uh, Reseda, California. So if that if that's near you, I would suggest go get your tickets because you're gonna have a you're gonna have a really great time at that show. Then some Ring of Honor actual talk here. Out of the two main companies, I still try to watch Ring of Honor on a regular basis, and I have to say that I haven't regretted checking it out. I also have to say that things have gotten better with Jim Cornette not being in charge of the booking and some of the stuff recently has been somewhat uninteresting. Uh, apparently he did this mention this to you, Sandro, but he told me to hold out and send an email to give my thoughts on what could happen at the main event of Final Battle. There you go. Segway. <laughs> what if Jay Lethal screws Steen out the Ring of Honor title so El Generico could become champion? Shortly after, even moments following the match... Lethal cashes in the title shot that he got from Survival of the Fittest to get his title match, where he then wins the title. Then Steen could demand a rematch, but Lethal can just throw it back at him that he can't, since Steen demanded that he and Jay Lethal could never wrestle again. Hmm. <sighs> That's a possible. The one I was thinking of is... I, it would make more, it would be sweeter if Jay Lethal got it in Jersey because they have got a show coming up in April to coincide with the WrestleMania weekend. I think if he won it in his hometown, at kind of a la CM Punk in Chicago for Money in the Bank. I think it'd be that kind of... It'd make it more sweet. Because I, Le- I don't think Jay Lethal's been Ring of Honor champion ever, has he? No, I don't think so. So, I think that would be acknowledgement for the fact that uh, he deserves the chance to be the top guy. And also say to TNA, why the hell did you fire him? <laughs> but that what are your thoughts? Yeah, I, I gotta agree with uh, with what you said. Actually, I, I think it would make sense for Lethal to win the the belt at his in his hometown, uh, especially at WrestleMania weekend. It would be a a big moment for him in his hometown. But uh, I don't know. I think Anthony's theory it could happen, but I don't know how it would execute well, especially with the Ring of Honor crowd. But uh, I think it could could go it could go over very well. But we'll see what happens. Gives, it also gives the opportunity to develop the, the well, Anthony adds it gives the opportunity to develop the lethal steam feud that has already been teased but you could also throw an El Generico to make it a freeway feud I know the chance this slim but who knows you've got to admit it does hold some promise yeah even as, even as a freeway that would be complicated but it would be actually be cool to see Mm-hmm. But then again, I don't. How do does ROH have any shows after? Or basically, in between the final battle and the April show. Yeah, they should. I'm not sure. I'm gonna have to have a quick look at the Ring of Honor upcoming events. But Anthony's email finishes. That's all uh, for now. Been enjoying whole indie show, and we'll continue checking it out when I can. Take care, and until t- until next time, I'll see you.
so props for that. Thank you very much for the email. Um, just having, um, and thanks for the email, Anthony. I'm just having a quick look. They've got a TV taping early in January and then live events. And then they've got the 11th anniversary show from Chicago, Illinois on March the 2nd. Yeah, they have uh, several shows after that. A couple of house shows, a couple of TV tapings, and then eventually the uh, WrestleMania weekend. No, uh, that's the that's they do. That's what I was saying. They do have a final. They do have a match in between Final Battle and the Supercard on yeah. iPay. Yeah, yeah. And that yeah, the Friday, April the fifth, the Supercard of Honor Seven. I'm going to try to go to that show, see if I can make it. Oh, down at the Hammerstein? Hell, I work there uh, part-time, so see if I can get oh, him free. free. <laughs> well, it, well, you could... Actually, just... I, what about next week with the final battle? No, uh, sadly, I can't because I, I work uh, at that time. It's, it's an oh. afternoon show. There's no way I can make it. Yeah, after yeah, that's that's. Well, I guess it's afternoon because of the evening show for WWE down at uh, Brooklyn, isn't it? Yeah, I'm. I'm not going to that show either, uh, simply because uh, I don't know. I just don't feel like going to that show. Simply because it's the Shield. <laughs> no, 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 no. The Shield is main eventing, and I believe they're they're they are having Raw the next night in the same venue. Yeah, and that's going to be taping as well for Christmas. So, uh, holidays, God. Sorry. No, Christmas. I'm British. Christmas. It's Christmas, damn it. I don't give a fuck what they think. Yeah. Personally, I don't. <laughs> San- I don't either. Sandro, any other people on the network, probably care about other holidays, so... It's Christmas, damn it. <laughs> yes. It's Christmas of some kind. Although, I do love it over here, because more people think that uh, the reason why we celebrate Christmas, or for kids anyway, the kids don't know about baby Jesus, they just think it's when Santa Claus gives them presents. (laughs) And baby Jesus goes, Damn you! And then the lift door opens, and there's a terrorist in it, saying, Now I have a machine gun, ho, ho, ho. Can you tell I've been watching too much Die Hard? Anyway... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's the ultimate Christmas movie yes with that uh, thanks to everybody emailing in if you want to email in to next week's show or future shows make sure you get in contact with us via wholeindy at snsradionetwork.com that's indie with a Y and also because of Chris Huss' email uh Canadian Barbarian, I know that the the form that you can fill in to send an email to the shows on the website is working properly, so inadvertently, thank you for that, uh, Chris, because you've also tested that out for us, and we know that it works, so woohoo. But also, make sure you check out all the other shows that are on the network, live shows, we have uh, Tuesday nights at 9 Eastern, Wrestling News Live with Bronx and JJ. Then Thursday at 4 Eastern, we have Running the Ropes with Crelly and Mav. 
Then at 10.30 Eastern, straight after the TNA shows, you have uh, the Bronx of Tony Mirabella with TNA Chat Live. Then Friday at 11 Eastern, you have the open book with myself and Sean. Or should I say Sean and myself? But, yeah, because he, he, he won't like me mentioning me first in the list because he's arguably the main host, but... Anyway, I've, I've, I've stuck on that too long. And then Sunday Night Showdown uh, for WWE and TNA pay-per-views. You've got one coming up this Sunday for TNA Final Resolution. Uh, I believe. I think it, 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 is, it is on. Wow, that was a big stammer. Wow. I, I, I nearly... Fair, 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 fair. Anyway. <laughs> and then next week you've got the show for WWE's TLC which no doubt will probably involve Wild Wild Turkey woo <laughs> woo Wild Turkey for the I, for, for that I'm going to probably not get Wild Turkey but just get a load of alcohol for that that's going to be that, I'm going to get absolutely rat assed on that night as well if I call in beware people oh boy <laughs> Podcast-wise, you've got the Hardway with Adam and the rest of the Hardway crew. You've got Beyond the Bell with Sean Beckerman. You have the Elite Force podcast, both the Midweek Edition with Chuck W. and the Weekend Edition with Walkie and Mindwipe. And then you have this show. And I believe that is every show I can think of off the top of my head that we have on here. Make sure as well, though, that you check out the Monday Marathon. If you do miss any of the shows, you can catch them all at the various times that which are listed on the website and the Facebook page for the SNS network. And then also Wednesday, they have the special shows for... Well, special things put together. For the last few weeks, it's been wrestlers reading their autobiographies Hulk Hogan and Foley and Austin some good ones and now we're into the Century of Sci-Fi which has also been uh, a good show certainly the, the, the first one was very uh, good I managed to catch some of it but yeah catch all of that we're providing way too much stuff than I can even handle at some points but I managed to catch all of it pretty much every week so with that uh, Sandro any last words no just uh, thanks for having me again uh, this week and uh, hopefully I'll be here again on not that long (laughs) yeah we are thinking of trying or certainly um off off recording we've certainly been discussing about trying to get you on for when we get the Japan big card the Japanomania the Wrestle Kingdom <laughs> show early January so probably probably the next time we'll hear you is around January time so uh, yeah hope to have you back then but hopefully we don't need to use you again because hopefully Randy will pass his uh, tests and He'll be edumacated and all that. 
So, yeah, thank you, Sandro, for joining me for this week. Hopefully next week, Randy will be back with me. Well, we'll probably be talking CZW and... I don't know about Evolve, but certainly certainly CZW will go for the results from that. And then we'll also be building up to Ring of Honor's final battle, which, just from the match that they added this week, with, I won't even say it, but the match that they added this week is going to be a damn good match. That's all I'll say. If you want to find out, look for yourself, and then we'll talk about it on next week's show but with that this was Ashley that was Sandro and this has been your weekly slice of indie goodness we close with a tribute to the late great Dave Brubeck we're taking five we'll see you next week peace
I regret nothing. Thank <laughs> you.